Hey everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson, and today Adam provided a fantastic topic, which I'm excited about, which is accountability. And I think of this in two to three different ways, Adam. And the, and the reason I'm excited is I've spent the last two years trying to assimilate this word into a broader vocabulary with clients. Uh, I, I think, uh, at least to me, you know, maybe it's just my issue. But previously, I had always thought of accountability as kind of a an overseeing, like I'm reducing somebody's independence, I'm telling you what to do, and you must be accountable. Uh, it, and it really, to me, kind of sapped uh, autonomy and the the creation of independence that I want to form with clients and, and that reciprocal trust. But I've I've come to realize, I mean, gosh, that's it's just part of coaching. You know, if 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 we're doing something, you and me, and we we hire a coach for something, or we go to physical therapy because of an injury, and we we want their expertise, we want them to tell us what to do so we can get better. I always go to things like you know professorship relationships in school or a musical instrument instructor. If I don't have their input on this is what I expect, this is what you need to do to get everything out of this that you can, you know, it's kind of a mess. So I'm trying to look at accountability more that way. And even just a couple weeks ago, as as late as a couple weeks ago, uh, in one of our research reviews going through different aspects of goal pursuit, I sent a message to our clients in general and said, especially for 2024, this is something I want to work on. I want to make sure you and me or you and your your coach are having much more specific discussion about you know exact goals you have. And one of my clients took me up on it. We had a private chat yesterday and she kind of started the conversation like this, which is very, very telling. She, she does have a goal of competing next year. She knows what she wants to look like. She has that vision in her head, what she wants to accomplish. But still, she said, you know, hey, what what exactly are we doing? Like, what what should I be focused on? And I thought, you know, for right now, for our very specific goals, we could be working on in this particular phase, um, you know, maybe cutting up things like, you know, let's do this by this date and so forth. We just haven't been as clear as we could be. So that's my first swipe at how I view accountability right now between a coach and a client. Uh, and, and I'll kind of save my other two examples, uh, you know, once you weigh in here. Yeah, that's a great example. I like that you're being broad about it because I think a lot of the podcasts out there are like clients need to be accountable. Well, the process needs to be structured in a way that the client can be accountable. So I think there's a lot of coaches that just blame the client like they weren't accountable but it does work both ways. Um, and with dynamic coaching, you really need to determine what works well for you and your client. So I have a great example of a client who worked with me for two years and she had competed once. And then this season, one thing I noticed with this client, she would always send me pictures, but never my weekly summary sheet. And I would always beg her for this sheet. I would usually get it about once a month, but it was usually not filled out that great. One day I just said, do you even want to do this spreadsheet? And she was like, no. She's like, it's the one thing I hate about working with you is that darn spreadsheet. And 
in this particular case, this client was really close to being ready for nationals and she definitely didn't fudge her intake by any means. And I said, I just need you to give me a few things. One, your macros for the week, your cardio for the week. Um, if you hit those goals, yes. And then what day you took your refeed on. And if you can just log only your weight every day, that will be good enough for me. So she started doing that. Client accountability was amazing at that point because I kind of moved my program to be less intense for her. Um, and she ended up in the national stage looking amazing. And, you know, we didn't have to have all that data. Would it have been nice? Absolutely. But this is someone I had already put on stage and we were starting to cover a lot of other topics like posing and suit selection versus the actual macro structure because we knew she was going to get there and we were in you know, pre-peak week scenarios with her about seven to eight weeks out. So, you know, at this point, I don't need all of that data all the time. You know, we just have to know what you're doing and that you're doing it. It's, it's a really good point that that accountability can look different in different relationships. You know, you, you with, let's say, 100 clients, uh, but it has to be communicated. You know, this is what we need. You know, how do you prefer this? Uh, one of the things that I also consider as you're describing your your summary spreadsheet, you know, us using a coaching app where a lot of things are just automated and, and populated automatically when they're tracking food or weighing in, even, even their scale can be digitally, you know, Bluetooth connected to the app. Uh, it, you, you do need trends. You know, when I when I'm reviewing a client every single week and digging into their data, you know, I am looking for those markers that show me either graphical trends or numerical. And without that, uh, you're right. You're kind of you're kind of shooting blind, and perhaps the client doesn't know. But but even if you just have a couple of those postmarks, exactly what you you need to be seeing, you know, that can be enough, especially in uh, off season scenarios or sometimes I know even pre contest. If things are flowing well, if if I'm seeing that things are you know perfectly fine, it may sound like there's not as much direction or accountability because we just don't need to really make any corrective adjustments. Um, but I also I, I wanted to ask you if you see differences because I, I never want to be cynical or think that from my perspective, you know, I know how everything is going for every client or cultural you know, change in general, but outside of the people who are just wired to be super, super organized and meticulous and detailed, I do find a greater percent of my clients today than 10 or 20 years ago have, have a, a great sense of self-accountability, you know, like, like they may be relying more on us. And if they're not getting exact direction, that that independent drive isn't as deep as I once saw it. And, you know, I think of things like social media and access to information and just the, the sense of overwhelm we have with the speed of culture being faster these days. Um, but I, I do want to touch on self-accountability. So it just just as a as a comment, you know, first, what do you, what do you see in terms of change and, you know, if anything? 
Yeah, I think you get those clients that are so wired um, into the details and they're just so afraid to mess anything up. And so I see what you're, I think I see what you're saying where, you know, some people, if they don't have all the answers, it's almost like they can't perform it because they're afraid to mess something up or they need to know the reason why to follow through on it. And, um, you know, those people can almost overthink themselves out of uh, success. And I can think of a client who I just had a Zoom call with. Um, we had talked about switching her rice to a potato. And, you know, we talked about like a white potato. But then she immediately messaged me later that day. Well, what if I did a sweet potato instead? <laughs> and uh, it's kind of a silly question, but I also get why she asked it. And, uh, you know, I said the macros are the same. And she said, well, I think I want sweet potatoes instead. Could you put that on my meal plan? Because she's the meal planner. So, you know, there was really no change in that meal plan other than typing in sweet versus white. And uh, but she just is so structured that that is what works for her. So I, I think that that type of accountability and uh, maybe coach accountability um, to just the minute T is sometimes important for those types of clients. Um, some clients are going to be more rigid and less flexible. And uh, you wonder how that's going to go for the long term. I will say those are types of clients that I don't tend to have as long relationships with just due to the fact that I think burnout is much higher to be that rigid and that scared of eating anything off. Um, but you know, that it, it still gets the job done to get them ready for a contest, you know? Yeah. I, I see how that cuts both ways. And, and you gave me a, a great insight that, uh, you know, like myself, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I'm hyper, hyper organized OCD. You know, I'm going to have a spreadsheet with everything. You know, my you know, throughout my entire competitive pro career, I had body comp analysis, photos. I'm comparing year to year to year. My macros are tracked meticulously. I would never, I would, I would never want to miss a piece of information that could help me. And even though I was never coached by anybody else, you know, that's still how I act with people I am accountable to. I was telling somebody the other day out of two doctorates and four master's degrees, I've never been less than summa or magna cum laude graduating, not because I'm a quote perfectionist who has to have an A in every course or a 4.0 for every degree, but I count that as a sign of respect for my professors. Uh, I count it as justifying the time and the expense. If I'm going to do that, if I'm going to pursue something, I want to give it my best and, and get as much out of it as I can. And, and of course, I want the same thing for my clients. I want to provide that level of service to them. And if they're not reciprocating with enough self-accountability to provide it, and, and like you said about your first example, that client may not be very type A and she may feel constrained by too much detail, but when you and her came to that agreement, you know, she did what she needed and she still did well. So personality aside, 
communicating it has to be there. But I, but I really do feel like because we are dealing with a goal that's incredibly objective. Um, you know, I know it's a subjective sport, quote unquote, when you get to the stage and you're making judging calls, but it's incredibly objective in the process to get there. And you know, I, I just think that level of information and expected communication reciprocally is incredibly helpful. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I kind of think of one of my clients, Celeste, who came to me from a super rigid approach. So I guess I have seen someone after that and someone who's very type A. She had years of folders, uh, Google Doc folders of her prep years, months, progress photos, diets she was on. And uh, it was really helpful to have that information because uh, she was someone who struggled kind of getting lean enough in some of her previous contest seasons. And uh, one of the things that we really saw um, trending with a lot of her previous preps were she never really got much rest and uh, was training constantly like six to seven days a week. And uh, I knew just by pulling back training volumes, we'd be able to make a lot of progress, a lot more progress. You know, you've used the word rigid a couple of times, and I want to make sure that at least I give you my perspective that um, accountability is this is one side of the same coin as, you know, some form of of. Um, I don't know, just kind of pulling back a little bit, like a accountability is, is how much I'm performing in terms of expected outcome, compliance, that sort of thing. And I'm I'm accountable to you. I, I want your input and, and I'm going to provide all the feedback that you need. The other side of that is not failure. It's It's just having the mindset that even within a set of accountability parameters, we can have flexibility, you know, we can, we can have a diet break, we can have untracked or tracked, um, you know, food increases and so forth. We can, we can have different expectations for even what that accountability is, but I don't, I don't consider that necessarily rigidity. I, I consider it, uh, you know, being able to control the the structure and the flexibility together, those two sides of a coin and the accountability is just within that framework of structure and flexibility we're on the same page. We're shooting maybe for smaller goals within the larger framework of our ultimate goal. And therefore, you know, I feel like from a client to a coach and a coach to a client, you know, we have that that same expectation of accountability. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like this phrase, wanting to perform for each other. You know, I want I want my clients to feel like they they want to do well, you know, because I'm their coach. And because I'm their coach, I want them to do really well. And, and so that's that's the whole package of accountability to me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, there there has to be a little bit of rigidity with accountability, but there's also times to kind of take our foot off the brakes too. And I think that's where I really see the contest prep world going is – there's a lot of amazing athletes out there right now, and it comes down to being able to keep them in the sport long enough to be successful. 
I, I think there's a lot of people who can have a good year or two really quickly. Um, even on the pro stage, I think we're seeing that as well. There's There was a girl who went pro, I think her uh, second show, and then qualified for the Olympia. Uh, you know, there's going to be more and more of that now. The right people are finding this sport, but it's the ability to manage them well enough as a coach to keep them in it long enough to be successful. And I think a lot of that goes to, you know, the the concept, again, of of those expectations together. Because to your point about a client who is too hyper rigid, uh, I think it's it's up to us to make sure we take some stress off of their plate. And, and that can be another form of accountability we're providing is to say, wow, you're doing so well, you're doing so much that we just don't need to quite be that far into it. You know, we can take the, the foot off the gas a little bit. So we do have that um, longevity for this season and your whole career. I think of the clients, you know, we we have our, our check-ins on Monday for clients, just the way it works out in our schedule. And, you know, I can open up our app and I, I know exactly what clients are going to have a, a great amount of structured commentary for me. All their data, progress photos, you know, meals, everything is already in the app that I can look at. But they will also preempt that with some messaging. You know, hey, Joe, here's what I did for the week, blah, blah, blah. Here's how I feel. Here's what I, you know, and have all the thoughts and comments. And then other people, you know, they just kind of expect me to go through their their dashboard, their data, and then come to them. And the people who are preemptively, you know, let's just say, you know, on time and interested enough to provoke that conversation without me having to initiate it, A, they do tend to do better. I mean, they're just more engaged in the process. But it could be, to your point, they're a little hyperactive sometimes, and, and they may rely a little too much on your input. And some of those people who are a little bit uh, more passive, that's not necessarily a negative thing. They could be a little bit more chill and relaxed and you know in the flow and totally okay with the way things are going. So I don't look at those as you know one is good and one is bad. I look at it as just two different personality types, and that may... Um, you know, instigate a, a different reaction from me. You know, I just need to prompt them in two different ways, but it's still up to me, the coach, to ultimately set that framework for for proper accountability. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, this again was was a great suggestion on your part. Any, anything that that we didn't cover? Because I kind of jumped in with the different facets that came to my mind, but anything that that we didn't brush up against from your end. I think that that was perfect. I can't think of anything else to throw in. Okay, man. Well, I because like I said, I, I have been thinking about this for a couple of years. And going back to my introduction where I, I said that I've always viewed this terminology as negative. Like if you have to be held accountable, then you're just not in it. And I I totally had to drop that. That was, that was faulty uh, logic on my part. Uh, now I see how important it is in a coaching relationship, and, and I'm looking for ways to implement it that is more positive. So another open call to my clients, um, you know, as we as we finish this year, we look toward next year, you know, let's do a little bit better at just making sure that we're very clean and crisp on on what we expect and provide that mutual accountability where we're we're performing with excellence for each other. And that's certainly what Adam and I want 
you know, coaches and clients to hear to elevate the entire culture of our sport. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again, Adam. And uh, next in Contest Prep University, we will have some more great features.